a Highline podcast. No normal people. Hello, my friends, and welcome to No Normal People. I'm your host, Stephen Henning. And I'm a big ball of sweat. Ew. Okay. I'm a big sack of sweat. No, that's that worse. It worse. I'm a big sweaty okay. gal. Yep. What's your name? <laughs> and my name is Dixie Sweaty oh Henning. And this is a podcast where we prove... <laughs> That the more you get to know the normal people in your life, you discover that there really are no normal people in your life. Everybody sweats. Man, yeah. <laughs> With all the heavy lifting we do to get through those first two lines of the <laughs> intro, <laughs> every You'd be time sweating too. you love belaboring the point. I like mazes. Yep. Hey, it's summer. It's summer. It's not summer yet. That's all I can sing. Technically. Without copyright infringement. From, it's not summer yet. Uh, what's his name? Josh Olaf. Gad. I went with the actor's name and you named the snowman. The, s- the character's name is <laughs> Olaf. Josh Gad sings it, but he depicts Olaf. The snowman. The snowman. Which snowman would not make it right now because it's Well, summer. unless they had a permafrost. Or if you're in Western the, Montana. The queen of the ice. Yeah. Things are crazy. Have you seen all the videos of the flooding happening in yeah. eastern Montana? Montana's really sweaty right now. We're, well. <laughs> Rivers sure. of sweat Let's and go with tears. that. Pretty wild. Yep. I saw a house get washed into the river on a Twitter video yeah. today. There's been a couple. R.I.P. that house. R.I.P. that house. It also threatens to knock out bridges downstream, so well, that's fun. Do you really need to use that bridge? No. Probably. No. Yeah. Go around. <laughs> that main main street of Red Lodge was yeah. like a river yesterday. Yep. That was very sad. Do you like the song A River? Runs through it. No, that's the movie. That's a book, actually. That's a book. Thank you. <laughs> it was obviously a movie before it was a book. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> it's a book. It's a movie adaptation. It's a book adaptation of the, the hit film. <laughs> That Brad Brad Pitt wrote you know, the book. You know, when they said a river runs through it, they meant it. <laughs> wow. Because of Montana. Yeah. That's mean. Yeah. But it's mean is running through it. It right is now. set in Montana. Let's just say that river Clever. got some X lax. Wow. All right. I shouldn't make be making so On many that so many jokes. Lovely metaphor. Let's introduce our guest this week, shall we? She likes birds. She likes birds. From a distance. She doesn't want to have a bird. She wants to hold one. Uh, Yeah. It's different, which is fair. If you've ever seen a bird's ears, you'd be like, no, I'm good also. Elise? No, we're not supposed to say her name yet. She likes birds. She likes my cat. (laughs) My cat likes her. Also true. (laughs) Okay. Um, She's adorable. What else? Other things. Her name is Elise, and she was one of the brave people who just, like, 
having never met us before. She just came over to our house. We could have been murderers. To be on the show. <laughs> yeah. And we welcomed her into our home. And uh, nobody would have known. Even with the edit I have here, what you're about to listen to, this delightful episode with Elise Habel, there was so much I had to cut. Not because Elise is not interesting, <laughs> but it's because we talked. She was so fun to talk to that yeah. you and I would regularly divert into just like any random topic. And then you and I would dominate well, most of the talking. This, this happens <laughs> when you find out that you ac- accidentally know a lot about each other. Yeah. Just like unwittingly. Complete stranger. Turns out we went to the same high school, but not at the Very same time. Very different times. Because Elise <laughs> happens to be the youngest KNP guest ever. Congrats. Congrats. Who's the oldest? Class of 2019. Is it, the oldest is it was Jeff probably or Jeff my mom? Hall. I think it was Jeff. Well. Um, Congratulations, Jeff. But yeah, freaking <laughs> Elise here, class of 2019, high school class of 2019. Yep. Last class to graduate before the pandemic. Pa- the before the panorama. Yep. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we talk about a lot of stuff. It's yeah, very cool. It, talk about Laurel. It was very cool to interview someone at that stage of like everything, the God, whole I felt world. so old. The whole world just feels open, yeah. and she's just all about exploring what she enjoys right now. Yeah, I tried and to I make a it. point of being like, young people have things to offer, yeah. but at the same time, there's just so many different things. If you, you only know? knew, my if, child. If back in my day, we had to walk <laughs> uphill both ways in the snow to get to school. Or through a river. Sometimes. Or through a river. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have bridges. Yeah, just rivers. <laughs> and you don't have them now. Exactly. So <laughs> I was there when the book was written. So if you needed more <laughs> contrast, uh, Dixie's feeling self-conscious about turning thirty. Hey, you know what? And I'm over it. I'm are just you? Saying, I'm just saying she okay. is a full, almost full decade younger than me. True. So it's a little weird. Very true. But only for me. She's right. great. She's yeah. fantastic. She loves birds. So with that, let's talk about birds <laughs> with Elise Hamel. <laughs> yes, please. We're going to get started with some rapid fire questions. Elise, are you ready? I am ready. Video games or board games? Board games. Rain or sun? Sun. Handshakes or hugs? Ooh, handshakes professionally, hugs personally? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. You need a little bit of familiarity for a hug. Yeah. I hug probably. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke. I don't. I do. I like, I'm a hugger. So. That's a gift. I get that. Uh, pancakes or waffles? Mm, waffles. Passenger or driver? Passenger. Homebody or free spirit? Free spirit. Spender or saver? Saver. Do you call it soda or pop? Soda. Books or movies? Movies. Introvert or extrovert? Mm, probably extrovert. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Depends Fantastic. on the day. Yeah. <laughs> Very committal on that. I love that. <laughs> well, so that's the most stressful part. Cool. Is the either or questions well, of the rapid so fire. So moving on to some icebreakers here. What would you say is the best gift you've ever received? Oh, man. So when I was 10 years old, I had been like praying on my knees for a horse, like the <laughs> whole first like decade of my life. Yeah. Whoa. And there was this one day where my dad was like, hey, we're going to go for a little drive. 
and they drove me out to this little yellow house out by Park City that had like a barn in the back and there was this like 22 year old <laughs> huge red oh. quarter horse and he was mine and oh. I loved him for so long. Oh. <laughs> he was a good boy. And I don't know why my parents thought it was a good idea to get a 10-year-old a horse because it was, you know, crazy, but he was so wonderful. And his name was Rowdy. Aww. Rowdy. Rowdy the horse. That's I love so that. Cute. He was that so is great. old. <laughs> um, what is a smell that takes you back to a good memory in your childhood? Ooh. Rowdy. Probably. Yeah, it's Rowdy. Rowdy. <laughs> I was going to say, like, probably, like, horse smell, but also, like, campfire. It just oh, makes yeah. me think of, like the times we would set up the big wall tent in the like crazies and then it would just start torrential pouring and snowing and oh, we would yeah. just like huddle in the tent try not to freeze and like oh we can roast one marshmallow and then we got to get right back in the tent but <laughs> yep because that's, that's a good time. montana weather absolutely yep. yeah <laughs> favorite candy oh man it's seasonal so right now i love the cadbury eggs because, oh, with like the mini ones. Us, mm-hmm. yeah. But Valentine's, I like the little like conversation hearts, like the powdery when they just squish in their... <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. They're not Smarties. No. But yeah, I know And they what you're say like about. really dumb. <laughs> like, yeah. Valentine. Hug me. Yeah. I just eat them. Favorite morning drink? Mm. So I don't really drink hot drinks like tea or coffee. Okay. So probably juice. Like juice. If there's orange juice or grape juice or cranberry juice. What's your preference on an orange juice? Zero mm. pulp? Little pulp? Oh, I what like do you think? pulp. Yeah. I like a lot of pulp. <laughs> and yeah. people think it's gross, but I you. like it. I'm with you. Or in like that raspberry lemonade with the pulp. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my nightmare. So really- <laughs> Ugh, hate orange juice. <laughs> so good. The less pulp there is, the more fake it tastes. Yes. That is so the true. The less you know? orange there is, the better it tastes. Okay. Yeah. But then you're talking, then you're just drinking high C. Yeah, it's like and that's, artificial. Yeah, it's like someone was asked to make <laughs> that orange is, juice without oranges. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not mission cool. accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> if you believe in the idea of a bucket list, oh, what is yeah. one thing on that bucket list? Number one thing on my bucket list is I think falconry is <laughs> like I don't know what it, I think I saw a documentary once of this guy somewhere in europe who had a big white horse amazing and like this eagle that just lived on his arm and they just rode across the sunset and hunted things with this eagle perfect i just i want to know what it feels like to have (laughs) a 10 pound 12 pound bird sit on your arm don't want to have one right because you can have one in montana you like you just go catch yourself a bird and then you train with an apprentice and then you can have a license but that's that's that a big co- that's a big commitment. <laughs> that's Can a lot. How a cool how cool would it be to carry your falconry license in your wallet though? Right. You know? You just, just be like bird hey to guys. like Walmart. Like you're going to fly somewhere <laughs> and they're like uh, ticket and ID, please. And you, you're like, oh, sorry, that's my that's my falconry ID. <laughs> this is my here's falconry here's my driver's license. <laughs> my emotional support eagle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he needs to ride with me. Thank that. you. There's a wonderful image. I love that plan. I love that a lot. You probably couldn't get it through the like the gate because of its claws. Right. Like that's a weapon. Yeah. You can't. If you I can't, can't have a pocket in. knife, I can't bring a bunch of little tiny swords <laughs> like on the legs of a bird. Claws. Yeah. 
Wow. All right. I, yeah. I like that. It's so random, but I just, I'm set on it. <laughs> Delightful. It's going to happen. One someday. <laughs> what are foods you will never eat? I, when I was little, I was really picky and I like wouldn't eat anything, but I'm finding that I get older and yeah. I kind of try everything, but like, I just hate cold sandwiches. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. hate Jimmy John's and Subway. Like if it's a meatball sub, I'll eat it. But cold sandwiches are nasty. Oh, deli meat is not. Steven not a good time. is a Steven's a, a cold cut guy. Ooh. He does like the bologna sandwich. No. Nah, Mm-mm. can't do it. Or like even with cold cheese and cold lettuce, and not then the today, bread Satan. itself is like cold. Yeah, nope, Mm-mm. not a fan. So a meatball Icky. sub is your. Example for a hot sandwich, yeah. though. Or like what a are French other dip. favorites? Ooh. Okay, that's yeah. a good one. Like a French dip, or a, like a Philly cheese steak. Mm-hmm. And, yep. Okay, like I, with melty cheese. Okay, yeah. <laughs> hot sandwich. I think there's room for both. No, but <laughs> cold sandwiches need to die. Is it like a mouthfeel thing or a texture thing with the cold? Yeah, pieces of the sand or just yeah, and it just doesn't have much flavor. There's too. something about like the toasted bread of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just like cold bread. My least whatever. favorite feel is when you bite into like just cold sandwich mm-hmm. and like the bread. Yes, like it's stuck to like mm-hmm. the roof of your mouth, or like it's stuck in my retainer. Ugh. Ooh, Oof. no, Oof. yeah, yeah. And I just really like when food is like super hot, like gotcha. not burn your mouth hot, but you just know it's like super out of yeah. the oven and yep. ready to go. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> what is the worst? fashion trend you've ever participated in oh man so probably in like sixth through seventh grade i like i i don't know why my dad was the person to ask but i would beg my dad to let me wear jeans under my dresses i don't know why i think like I just wanted to wear my cowboy boots, but I also wanted to wear dresses. So I just thought you had to wear jeans with cowboy boots. Cowboy boots. Sure. So I was like, naturally, obviously, these go together. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I wore that to church multiple <laughs> times. Amazing. That <laughs> was great. But I would have never. And no one said anything. No one. They're like, hey, we get it. Elise is just that way. Yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna let this one. Just another Sunday thing go. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that yep what is your biggest pet peeve Mm. i don't know if it's so much of a pet peeve but anytime someone uses the wrong your or the wrong Uh, there uh, i just i'm like oh and that i sound so pedantic with that but yeah i definitely definitely catch the yours in the you see it yeah love my grandma she definitely every time like meet you there Okay. Totally. Cool. Sounds good. Cool, Grandma. <laughs> Who would you call your best friend? Oh my goodness. Well, I I've actually been in a season where I feel like I have more friends than I've ever had. Um, I've been in a couple different groups and a couple different, yeah, just groups of gals. And yeah. I mean, obviously, Ryan is my best friend. My husband, Ryan. Um, mm-hmm. We we have been best friends for like four years i think no three years and that's that's just what started our dating relationship is being best friends um yeah but additionally i would say bailey nitschke is one of my best friends shout out and her mom joan because uh 
we are we are good pals and we walk to city brew and we get coffee and we talk that about so funny everything that's awesome and my sisters i have two sisters Allie's in college and holly is in the fourth grade Whoa. whoa yeah whoa. Big we've got difference. an age gap there yeah. and i uh, <laughs> love it though because then i have like an extra little little sister coming up yeah doing things i'm like hey let me teach you all the things not to do in middle school sure because like i got wear, do not wear jeans with your dress. With, yeah. <laughs> don't do that and i will help you with amazing that. but You're she's already mcguire you can't do this <laughs> i love that wow anyway yeah. that's a throwback yep <laughs> i'm a little old <laughs> She's like a little skosh. That's fine. <laughs> At least you have a favorite failure. Mm, I've been thinking about this one. Um, so a couple years ago, just recently, I used to work at Faith Chapel as like a cinematography assistant, oh. just learning the ropes of Very cool. cameras and equipment. Yeah. And we were... I don't know what we were getting ready for Christmas and my boss really wanted me to train and get my part 107 license for drone flights uh, right. just yeah. because with all the FFA rules or not FFA FAA rules yeah we, they just need to have yeah, someone have to have who's licensed certified, yeah. mm-hmm, to like use something yeah. for something as big as we wanted to use it for totally and I just remember like going through the testing material and being mm-hmm. like this does not translate to me at all. (laughs) And this is terrifying. Yeah. And I like, I had a test on the calendar at Rocky and I kind of just like had a breakdown and I was like, I just can't, I can't do it. And I just, Mm. yeah, I sat in my little piano room at my parents' house and I was like, I cannot do it. I need to quit. And I did. I was just like, I can't do this test and mm-hmm. then now I'm done. And that was <laughs> the end of that. And like that would have been such an easy obstacle to overcome. Maybe not easy, but like I totally I know I could have done it. Yeah. And my friends knew I could have done it. I was just like I was so obscured by this fear. Yeah. And that Well, I mean like just being honest about what you're interested in, mm-hmm. right? And you, oh, with yeah. the study materials you're like I don't I care don't about know. any of this. Yeah. I don't even want to do uh, this. This is dumb. This is yeah. I could so get hard, a bird but and just y- hook up a camera to that. <laughs> yeah. But definitely the the pressure then mm-hmm. of like your boss then being like, wait, what? Like you, well, you, you can't do it. Yeah. And I was kind of, I don't want to say I was doing it alone, but I, I kind of had to teach myself and go through the materials. Right, yeah. And I had resources, but I was just like, I don't huh. know. I was so overcome by can't. And I think that's, the, been the biggest part wow. that I've wow. ever like mm-hmm. that's the that's the most overcome by camp that I've ever been I think wow and I I almost was like on the verge of a panic attack Oof. just I was super overwhelmed and I don't really understand why I'm looking back yeah I'd love to do it now but yeah <laughs> for some reason that was just really huh that was something I wasn't ready to overcome but yeah nice Nice, I say. What? That's that's rude. Whatever. (laughs) Nice. Good job. (laughs) Way to fail. Yeah. (laughs) All right. You'll learn from this. (laughs) Finally, for the icebreaker question, as if we're just breaking the ice. I say that a lot, but I think it's... You're a big old Um, nerd. When you were little, what did you tell people you wanted to be when you grew up? I think I went through a lot of phases, but the one I remember the most is I was gung-ho on being a police officer, but mm-hmm. working with a canine. 
And oh, I yeah. thought that would be the most BA, <laughs> coolest job ever. And I was super, like, I was a police officer on Halloween one year, and I carried around my little, like, German shepherd. Oh. Yeah. And I was I was so into it. That That's was, cute. That was what I wanted to do. Still, maybe. I don't know. Someday. Canine unit. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I like that. I love that. My goodness. Elise Habel. Like table, but not spelled like table not, either. Not spelled no. like yeah. So not like table at all. <laughs> it sounds like table, the same. It rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for reaching out and yeah, asking to hang out with us. Oh my gosh. joining the podcast. This is exciting. I'm so excited. I we met yeah. for the first time 30, 40 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> but like we grew up in the same place, so I feel like true. we'll have a lot of there's some stuff, some there's like overlapping. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is fantastic. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, will you kick us off with uh where you grew up and what your family was like growing up, with as little or as much detail as you prefer? Yeah, I was born obviously in Billings, and <laughs> we lived here for like three years, five years maybe. Mm -hmm. And um, at that point, my dad had been working at the refinery in Laurel. So he started building a house for my family out in Laurel. And so, yeah, he just, I think he just taught himself how to build a house and he did it. And wow, I, oh, I love that house. That's impressive. have nightmares about them selling that house. I love that house. (laughs) And we moved out there. Oh man, probably like, 2005 and I had my little sister Allie at that point and she was we um got along kind of sort of not really actually at all I get it <laughs> but we were still we still like <laughs> siblings oh my gosh sisters yep. sister and she man we are very different like she's super competitive and I'm not and she's <laughs> very strong-willed. It's like she can do anything. Honestly, she can do anything. But she and my dad especially are strong-willed. So they they would always have their little thing and I would just prefer to like build things in my room. I Classic just eventual middle <gasps> child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eventual. Mm-hmm. Eventual. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. My little sister's 7 years younger than me. Oh yeah. It's so great. <laughs> I love it though. Yeah. So I Man, I didn't do a whole lot. I just liked to play by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Then my mom had Holly, who is 11 years younger than me. Mm -hmm. She had her in 2011. And that, like, it didn't really change a whole lot. But, like, Allie was still super, like, in in Holly's face all the time. And I still just liked to be up in my room doing my thing or (laughs) playing with my animals and building things out of popsicle sticks. Obviously. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, it was, my childhood was really, I don't know, not easy, but it was just simple. It was like a beautiful simple. Yeah. It was like just outside of city enough to be like kind of a country living, but also close enough that like we could play sports and we could just walk to Mocones or do something like that. And yeah, I loved Mocones. Oh my goodness. Throwback. Mm. I mean, it's not really a throwback. They're still over there but you can never get in because it's so busy it's true all the time always (laughs) the struggle is real it's the softies of laurel (laughs) so true (laughs) but it's better than softies it is sure oh yeah for sure and you're guaranteed to know someone when you get there yeah it's like oh hi so and so yeah i know you friend welcome 
So growing up in Laurel, you were like through the Laurel school system mm-hmm. all the way through? Yep. All the way through. I did preschool at a small church in Laurel and then kindergarten all the way through 12th. I was Laurel Public Schools. Nice. And I... um, What year did you graduate? 2019. So what kind of kid were you like in high school? Oh, man. This is well, more, This is a lot. Honestly, this is high school to you is a lot more recent than a lot of our guests yeah, have been. I, I was wondering. I was like, I wonder if I'm like the youngest. I'm you probably might. up Pretty there. Pretty close. I was born in 2001. So you might be the youngest. Wow. I did it. Because <laughs> how old are you now? I just turned 21. This is yeah, I would, the I strongest think that you are Gen the youngest. Z. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gen Z. Hello. Here I am. I was Welcome. alive for 9-11, but I don't remember it. Clearly. Yeah. Right. I was Tell asleep. Tell me where you were. Um, <laughs> what kind of things were you into in high school? Like sports, extracurriculars, mm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So coming into high school, I so I should explain who I was in middle school first. Yeah. I was totally like the really strange horse girl that like ran around. With Rowdy. Yeah. Yeah. But also like Rowdy wasn't around when I was in middle school. So I had to be my own horse. And no. (laughs) Yeah. And then also like weird like wolf. Yeah. It was just I remember. I would sneak like my stuffed animals into eighth grade computer science and Mr. Montgomery would be like, hey, you need to put those away. Hey, can you put your and like, be like, stuffed no. horse away, please? I was, <laughs> oh man, such a special individual in middle school. So when I hit high school, I was like, oh, we got to figure some stuff out here. <laughs> to stop doing Because this. this is crazy. <laughs> And I had just started like taking golf lessons in middle mm-hmm. school, so I was mm. I was so terrible at it. But um, the coach at the time was like, "We need a fifth person. Your score doesn't even count. You just come with us. <laughs> we just need a body." <laughs> Deal. No, I was like, "You got it. <laughs> Done. It was great." And I oh my be goodness, the golf girl instead <laughs> of the horse girl. Yeah. Yay. But oh man, being beside those like. Oh, just really good athletes and people who cared about their sport and were also socially capable. Mm-hmm. I had to grow up really fast. Uh-huh. And there were only two other freshman golfers. None of them were female. I was the only girl. And on my first day of practice, I was playing with like um, like Morgan O'Neill. Oh, my and gosh. She, oh, my gosh. She's like one of the sweetest humans ever. But I just could not. I couldn't do anything. And that was no intimidating. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I'm done. I cannot. It was another one of those like part 107 things. I was like, I can't do this. I'm going to put in my resignation. (laughs) And they're like, we need you. You can't, you can't quit. I was like, okay. You don't have to do anything. Just hold a club. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. And I lettered because my team won state and I went with them and I did Google. I Googled your name. Did you? First, the only thing that oh. pops up is the Laurel Outlook. Yep, um, golf, yeah. golf stuff. <laughs> and I was like, now it's going to be no not, normal people. So literally, yeah. I was like, this is not what I thought would pop up. Yeah, <laughs> I always do that for some reason. I'm so, like, oh, what comes up? So an accidental <laughs> golf star. Yeah, oh my goodness! <laughs> but it was so it was really good for me because it totally. Yeah, gave me some new social capabilities yeah. and some self-confidence because yeah. I thought the seniors on my team were like 
the coolest people ever. And I needed to be able to go to their house for a bonfire and hold a conversation. Mm. Right. And and also when you golf, you meet a lot of people from other teams. Yeah. Totally. So those were actually my best friendships were like girls from Central. Which yeah. was of course. Forbidden. How dare you? Forbidden. <laughs> but I did it anyways. And so. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's so funny. That, oh my God. Yeah, we, those terrible people from Central. Greeny. Weed. We had the same vibes <laughs> in speech and drama. Oh, yeah. 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 You see the same people at every meet. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, and they always do like the same freaking things for drama. Just like pick a different like, lane. Do something unique. Come yeah. on, different. <laughs> Were you in golf like all the way through? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do so- you remember the feeling of becoming a senior and then freshman joining the team and you being like, I am not more like, oh, (laughs) well, so when I was a senior, we had a little bit of switch in coaching staff, which was, Mm. I think, the most phenomenal thing for the team because Mr. O'Neill became the coach. Yeah. And Mr. O'Neill. Really? I have so much respect for Mr. O'Neill. He didn't leave the the football team, though. He did. Wow. Yeah. That feels huge. It was a big deal. And also, so to be fair, his son was on the team. But yeah. also, right. um, there, yeah, he stepped in, and that just completely changed the dynamic of everything. He's he was such a good teacher. He was my oh, favorite coach. history teacher. He's, oh my I, gosh, amazing! I can like, I'll talk about him to anyone. I'll be like, you will never be more terrified and more yeah. like God, deeply loved me. by somebody. Yeah. He hated me so much. <laughs> <laughs> he probably didn't though. No, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you can you can get vibes We're from teachers like that, so but that's much, not not hate so much. Just like oh, I'm just gonna pass you like, so you can leave. Yeah, <laughs> that's time. pretty much the vibe. He's like, you're. I don't see anything in you, <laughs> so we'll just like get you through this. Fine. <laughs> yeah. So he became coach my junior year, and things started to really get serious with the team. And the boys team had been winning a couple state championships, mm-hmm. but the girls. <laughs> hadn't won one for since like 96 i think right and wow. um so he stepped on and i can't remember if there were two i can't remember if they were freshmen i think they're freshmen they're twins phenomenal mm-hmm. athletes not even remotely how i would have been as a freshman <laughs> and they carried the team and Thank then <laughs> so we we were able to like win state my senior year and so it was just this crazy yeah manifestation of like wow this is just something i do because i need to fill a space wow. and then yeah. being able to be the the senior send off with a team of yeah, yeah i mean amazing athletes right and i think each of them have won their individual state titles recently so <laughs> after high school mm-hmm. for you i have to imagine covid had something to do with i mean mm-hmm. it just became a massive factor for everyone mm-hmm. but what a weird time is like after finishing high school, mm-hmm. like you're now at the place where everyone is deciding or like have decided on where they're going to college yeah, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, which you didn't do. So I want to know yeah. what that like thought process was like for you and what the decision was like. Because we have a lot of stories on K&P so far mm-hmm. where the guest is like, yeah, my favorite failure is the fact that I went to college for a mm-hmm. semester and then decided it wasn't for me. Yeah. Like that's what I said. Yeah. Because that's that was true of me, but it took me two years to realize that. Mm. But you didn't even like. Didn't even take a bite. You didn't even <laughs> give yourself even an opportunity once. to make that yeah. as a mistake. Mm-hmm. So yeah, talk to me about that. Yeah. So when I was the summer going into my junior year of high school, I 
um, saw there was an, an internship opportunity at Faith Chapel, which is the church I grew up going to. Yeah. And it was uh, for creative arts. And mm-hmm. I was like, I have no idea what any of that looks like. I don't know if I would want to do music or I don't how any of that goes on, but I want to try it. So that summer I jumped in and learned a couple of things, mostly just got to see the environment and how the creative side of that workplace happened. And mm-hmm. um, at that time, there was a gal on the in the IT department who was preparing to move on, and no one wants to do IT at a church, fun fact. Heck no. Um, but the manager of the IT department had seen that I was around the church and was like, do you know things about computers? I was like, <laughs> I've seen one. Not a thing. <laughs> and he was like, you're hired. So, cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I worked there on the IT department for like two years throughout high school. Wow. And just learned, oh my gosh. Most of us got like fast food jobs. <laughs> I was so, I felt so, well, okay. That wasn't my first job though. Um, my first job was working at Beartooth Veterinary Clinic on Maine. Cool. Nice. Um, a lot of gross things oh, for yeah. not a lot of money, but I, hey. You did it. Did that. And then you I was like, it. hey, this church thing seems maybe a little bit like I'll be able to gain some skills. It's less gross. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have so many vet stories. Who even needs I, skills? I'll spare you. <laughs> but um, so like even my, my boss would tell you stories about like I would – he would ask me to set up a new employee's desk and he'd be like, go grab an HDMI cable out of the closet. And I would be gone for hours. And then I'd come back and be like, is this, is this an HDMI cable? Oh my gosh. Did He's like, it? yeah, it is. You, you got the it. right one. Did wow. Oh, so I, oh, I gained so many skills just learning how to set up computers and use their customized software. And yeah, right. that translated into like the more creative aspect, being interested in cinematography and a couple high school courses in videography kind of got me familiar with the <laughs> Adobe sure. Suite. Miss, Mr. Uh, Kimmit. Was it Mr. Kimmit yeah. that did the... Okay. Yeah. It was uh, Mrs. Llewellyn. 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 Oh, yeah. Was, Your book. When I was yep. a freshman... Um, and then I took, I took a video class. Yeah, Mr. Kim. Oh, I made my senior year awful, terrible. such <laughs> terrible videos. I almost failed that class. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, but, so by the time you're finishing high school, then like you mm-hmm. were plugged in enough to know, like I'm just gonna stay here. Yeah, that's the feeling I'm getting. Yeah, and there was a lot of um, uh, not pressure, but kind of like, like, oh, what are you gonna do? I'd say like, oh, I'm just gonna work. Like, I'm just going to yeah. work. And people are like, oh, well, you can still go back. You can Why? go back. I was like, yeah. yeah, I could. But there just wasn't anything that I was passionate enough to do sure. that I wanted to just jump right in and yeah. be in debt. Um, <laughs> and I was like. Yeah, that part sucks. Oh, my goodness. It's not great. I know my poor sister is pursuing a degree in like, for like speech pathology. And she's like. Oh, that's awesome. School is so expensive. This is a lot of yeah it was like but you'll have a really great job so it's okay um but yeah so that was just my transition and a lot of my friends became like all of those it nerds and nice that especially defined my senior year was like those were my close friends were you know 
older men with families or like yeah. <laughs> I was like I was basically the only girl there was another gal on the team but we would just yeah have game nights and yeah those were like that was like the golden years of my life that's how I met Ryan was he was on that team oh and nice. so we just became super super close friends and yeah we just I I just wanted to stay with my friends more than anything I was like totally I, my peers were going this way, but also my peers were this way. So sure. I was like, oh, well, I can just choose. Yeah. Totally. Work. Yeah. I wish a I well made choice. Worked. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> if I could go back, I would just work. Yeah. I was working like three jobs. There's, there's such a weird like amount of pressure on high schoolers. To oh, be my like, gosh. It's terrible. Get the scholarships. Uh-huh. Get, the, get the applications yeah. in. Like write your it's essays so or whatever. Ridiculous. And I did. I had won a few scholarships. Um, cause I th- didn't know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, Hey, thanks. I don't need these. <laughs> yeah. So that thanks, was nice. No yeah. <laughs> Give them yeah. to the other guy. And right. there's a, there's a lot of like actually going to college and getting scholarships for things. It's like, you're still going to pay an arm and a leg. Oh yeah. Even with scholarships. Oh, yeah. Like there's mm-hmm. no, like, what's the point? What's the point? Unless yeah. you are actually passionate about doing right. something. Exactly. Because that was even what I was finding with my peers in high school is like, I don't know, I'll just go into nursing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a really difficult That seems field. complicated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what everybody wants to do. Do you like being sad? Yeah. <laughs> so is that what you do for work now? It's not. So I spent, yeah, like I was four years on IT there and then a year in creative arts and that was just fun because i got to make like the screen content that they do during worship songs Mm -hmm. which is like basically making music videos yeah you you worked you must have worked with our friend sam fife yeah yeah yeah, definitely and he made yeah he was um like still graphics but i especially learned under um jonah jonah not as much not as much he was um he's more with sam too yeah (laughs) but it's it's a really interesting work environment the way things are split up but also are so like interwoven yeah Yeah, and everyone no that doesn't sound right i want to say everyone has opinions but like (laughs) no that's correct it's uh (laughs) it's been yeah we've worked for a church before we get it oh my gosh (laughs) Yeah. So you eventually transition out of that, though. <laughs> yeah. I, um, so one of my, my boss at the time, Chris, he got another job developing an app called Avonlea, which is starting to gain some traction. So he had to move on. And a couple other people on the team that I just really valued moved on, and the team dynamic really changed. Yeah. The hardest part about leaving was not being able to work with Ryan anymore because mm-hmm. we were. Oh, yeah. On the same teams, and we got to see each other every day and totally. had the same schedule. Um, so that was the hardest part of the decision to make. But I decided to just stay a part time and see what else I liked because mm-hmm. I think I knew it was time for a change. So I tried like substitute teaching. It was, yeah, that was not, <laughs> yeah. mm, that was not for me <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I got a job, like a temporary job at an interior design firm called Hannison Home and just met some really boss women and got to experience that industry um and then yeah i was just i think what year would that have been 2021 was really defined by me like i was newly married and i was just trying to find 
what my place was and what I like to do and if I could do things that I like to do Mm -hmm. as a job. Mm -hmm. So I even, I had a conversation with Brittany Higgs with her campaign because I was super excited and wanted to be a part of their team. Um, Actually, I spoke with one of their other team members and had a meeting with Brittany and Sammy and just wanted to talk about what the environment was like. And I was super excited. And so we had a really good conversation, you know, quarantine, so it was over Zoom. Mm -hmm. Um, But Oh my gosh, they just deal with such heavy circumstances. Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel like, especially the Lord was like, just not yet, at least. Like, huh. this is, your heart's not ready for this yet. Yeah. And so that was, I was really disappointed to have to turn that down because I thought that was what I wanted to do. But I was just like, man, like, my soul has not been conditioned for this yet. Mm-hmm. And it was very much like working with, survivors and um i was just like yeah so maybe someday i would love to see if i can try that again Hmm. and then a job at first american title came out of nowhere (laughs) and my i think it was my aunt who works there texted me she's like hey just come interview i was like okay i'll just interview (laughs) why not see what happens and i was like sure i'll work here (laughs) so that's been what i've been up to for about six months wow. kind of feels like a big girl job like <laughs> i can't wear jeans oh yeah. and <laughs> yeah. dresses oh, oh I... <laughs> yes. maybe i think i could get away with that yeah probably yeah. you're wearing a dress so. i fortunately yeah. can wear jeans but i oh. i know the feeling of like oh this is a yeah this is a big person job <laughs> yeah huge shift because like i thought i worked in an office at faith chapel yeah but like completely different just like a step up in like formality and yeah or like if i were if i was having a bad day at the church i would walk up the hallway and talk to my favorite pastor friend you know and just be like this yeah. is what's on my heart oh yeah and now i'm like uh, can't go talk to Steve. Save this for later. Nobody understands. <laughs> <laughs> I I called my mom on my second day. I was like, "Mom, I can't do this." Wow. Everybody's so negative. <laughs> She's like, "You'll it's okay. That's You'll figure just, it that's out." That's just work. That's just how it is. Yeah. Just, and it is how it is. Everyone's a little sad all the time. Excellent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little sad. And all I'm the like, time. "We can be joyful." <laughs> No, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> right. But so I'm adjusting to that. It's definitely not what I see myself doing forever. Sure. I don't know what I'll do next, but yeah, it's a good day job. Excellent. Yeah. Meet people in the community and yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's pretty cool. You're listening to No Normal People with Elise Habel, and we'll be right back. Back in my day, we used to have to go out into the fields and pick the beans ourselves. Careful, counselor. And we would, and we would have to crush the the beans with our feet, and all the coffee taste tasted faintly of a foot fungus. But now, in the year of our Lord, 2022, you don't have to do that at all. <laughs> and what Thanks, should we Grandma. do? And what we should don't we do have instead? To do that anymore. Yeah, you're right. We have the internet now, and if you have the internet, like you know, the majority of the people on the world, 
<laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, it's a good chance. You definitely have the internet. Yeah. Or you ripped this off of somebody else's internet and downloaded it onto your Zoom. I burned a CD <laughs> for my podcast. If you did that, kudos. But if you have the internet, you could go to highline.network slash shop and get yourself some beans that haven't been crushed by old lady feet. That's right. You don't have to crush the beans yourself. Yeah. In fact, these beans, they don't even come crushed. They come whole roasted. That's amazing. are lovingly prepared by our friend Gary over at Revel Coffee Roaster, the international award-winning roastery here in Billings. When, when I was a little girl, my my grandma didn't even crush the beans with her feet. She would just chew them up and spit them into a cup and we'd drink that. Okay, you're veering into <laughs> territory I don't want to explore in this ad, so we're moving on. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. Get some coffee at highline.network slash shop and enjoy a good cuppa. Cuppa, cuppa. No Normal People is a proud founding member of the Highline Media Network, alongside shows like Ravel and Keller's Couch. And today, we would like to feature a word from our friends over at the Whiskey Bench. If you are willing to give an inch on someone that you don't like and use that as a justification to use force against them or to exclude them in some way, or anything like that, you are leaning into these authoritarian ways of of viewing the world. And so the only way to combat that is to truly love your enemy. Because if you're willing to use force against your enemy, you better be careful because you're going to become the enemy at some point and force will be used against you. All right. Well, we are at the part of No Normal People that's my favorite. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's the most vague questions I ever ask. But now we get to talk about what you're passionate about. Or the way I rephrase it is, what do you think and talk about when you have nothing else to think and talk about? Yeah. So I'm just going to leave that there. You take us where you want to go. Oh, man. Falconry. Yeah. Right? We'll just start there. I'm glad we, we, yeah. I... It's just the most random thing. And I'm I'm just kind of the kind of person who gets really excited about something. And then on a dime, I'll be like, I'm excited about this thing now. And yeah. I'll just move on. Sure. But I've been holding on to this falconry thing for like a couple months now. So I'm like, this might be something that I actually really want to try. Interesting. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's so random. All I know is that you can catch a bird in Montana and uh, you apprentice with somebody and they teach you how to have this wild bird <laughs> and that's yeah you keep it in a cage and you hunt with it that's the other thing is i would just be so sad if i had a bird that like caught a cat or something like i don't think i could deal with that yeah so i'm like mm, i just want to i just want to <laughs> just want to have a bird on my arm once that's yeah, good not, enough for me they're not very like cuddly creatures no. for sure and not not like falcons like that kind of thing but yeah if you had no. like smaller yeah pet birds they can be more but i just don't like pet birds yeah either. they're weird <laughs> i'm like no this eh, no they're they're just kind of <laughs> kind of gross but so maybe there's more of like a tourist event or yes. like a thing you just could like go to yeah they, they, they someone's yeah. lecture they put there. the leather bracer on you yes. and they're like hold your hand out just a one time yeah just want to hold just want to know what feel the power 
feel like, wow, I feel can do power. literal anything right now. <laughs> and also how weirdly light they are for their size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hollow bones, man. Oh, Hollow man. bones. They're quick. Yep. They're speedy. That would do it. <laughs> Fast nice. Voice. Yeah. Yeah. So, but <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I think one of the things that, like, I, I get really passionate about things when I get going on a topic, but one of the things that's been super defining in my life is just being able to like attend summer camp when I was younger, but mm. more than that, like be a part of leadership at summer camps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think I was in the sixth grade when one of our family friends invited me to be like her cabin aide. And right. I did absolutely terrible that year. <laughs> like I was like telling these second graders, I was like, I have a crush on that other kid. And it was like the biggest mistake you could. Yeah. Sure. I just did a terrible job. Whoa. But I did it. I did it again the next year and the next year. And I think I've done. Figured it like, out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I sometimes there's some things you're like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for this, but I don't know what to do about it. So <laughs> I did totally. like. tell you something and you're like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Who do I have to tell about this now? I think I have to call the police. <laughs> <laughs> Stand by. I'm gonna go find uh, a camp director. I'll be right back. Oops. (laughs) Yeah. Completely unrelated, but I'm just gonna go call the cops. So I'll be right back. Were these? These are all camps through the church. Yeah. So Faith Chapel had um, camps up at Beartooth Christian Camp, I think is what Mm -hmm. it's called. Yeah. And then recently they made a switch um, camp on the Boulder, which is just past Clydehurst, Uh Mm -hmm. Uh, had been for sale for a long time. So they just wanted to try it out. And I was really bitter about it at first because I grew up going to the other camp. Because BMCR is awesome. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah. BMCR, BCC, one of the things. It was so awesome. Um, So I was really bitter and like Camp on the Boulder has been around for a long time. Yeah. And there was a lot of things that needed to be taken care of. But like immediately they just came in and started like cleaning out the kitchen and getting things done. And I just immediately fell in love with Camp on the Boulder. Yeah. So I think they've been there like this will be their fourth summer, I think up there and i just i love the environment like there's legit like there's moose and bears mm-hmm. running around everywhere the map for which that. is terrible but also it's great so yeah. <laughs> like don't go pet that don't, don't. i right. know don't. you want to you want to but, but don't. just it's not worth the risk <laughs> yeah. i promise you it's not worth it. <laughs> so what was the what was the first like experience of camp you had and was was it the mm. first time that you kind of fell in love with it? Because like, for me, I think it took me like one or two. Yeah. When I was growing up, to mm-hmm. be like, okay, no, I actually Steven like this. Like, Otherwise, yeah. it was like really awkward or like at youth camps and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Like in high school, falling over things, leading at middle school stuff and playing music for yeah. uh-huh. all the time, all yeah. the dang time. Yeah. So I I think I growing up. One of the things I struggled with a lot is I like, I didn't know how to identify the things that I actually wanted to do and the things that I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of just did things because it was like, this is what you do. So I think that was how it was, especially starting going to camp. Mm-hmm. Like I loved it, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I want to go to camp. I, I was just kind of like, oh yeah, it's time for camp. Sure. And then especially transitioning more into high school, being able to like have more meaningful conversations with students and like just enjoy the activities more. Like I don't care if there's paint in my hair for three weeks. Like this is just a ton of fun and it's fun to <laughs> Yeah. Like just just 
I feel myself most when I'm at camp. Like I can kind of hmm. just wear the things that I like to wear. And I think that even helped me bring that back off the mountain, being able to, yeah. That kind of confidence. Yeah. Just like, this is who I am and this is what I like to do and there, kind of. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's always a weird like week or two after mm-hmm. camp. I remember yeah. being like, okay, the real world exists though. Yeah. Like now <laughs> I got to come off this camp high and I got to do normal things. And yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, I think that's that's just been one of the most defining things in my life. And I'm kind of finding that just with the w- direction my life is going and the schedule, that'll be something that can't be as present. Totally. Um, but yeah, I just had a lot of experiences with um, young young women, young girls just discovering who they are and discovering uh, who Jesus is and yeah. discovering friendships and security yeah um there were definitely girls who would come to camp and it was safer for them to, for them to be at camp than it was to be at home right and being able to foster a relationship with those girls was yeah. just something that is difficult but i think teaches me so much every year like especially about the climate in our youth community right now mm-hmm. and like how literally impossible it is to be like oh my gosh i have to be on my phone or I have to be doing something with my hands like let's go run let's go jump in the pond just being able to see young women disconnect from expectations or even like um like you don't have to put on makeup today you can if you want to but you don't have to yeah that's kind of like the Instagram effect especially mm -hmm. for yeah girls right now yeah same I don't buy, <laughs> I don't have time for it. <laughs> and I just, I'm like, I don't have time like, for it. What's the point? Yeah. What, what is really the point? Yeah. You know? <laughs> just, I get it. I so it makes some people feel good, but like. Yeah. No, for me, care. it's like, this is just an extra thing I need to do. And it takes away yeah, my time. Exactly. Yeah. sleeping. <laughs> I was never good at um, being a camp leader. Mostly because I would make comments like oh it'd be funny if someone did a backflip off of that (laughs) and then all of the middle school boys would be like i'm gonna do it yeah and then they would go to the er (laughs) um so helicopter i don't i don't do so great with kids between the ages of like 11 and like 17 because i say things and they're like i can do that (laughs) i started i regret this i started making a log (laughs) of like the things we would hear as kids are running by and one year, for some reason, they thought it would be an awesome idea to have Mazevo bring up like a coffee truck, which was awesome for the leaders. But also, there were fifth graders like shotgunning six Red Bulls a day, and I was like, "Nah, please! Why have we done this? Why? They're like they're just shaking. Oh my god! Their eyes are like they just I'm like go run. Please just go run in six circles. miles." Just oh do, gosh. yeah. Never they didn't do running. that again after that. That's wild. That. Smart. But, <laughs> but I went to Mormon you, camp, so they didn't have uh, <laughs> no red bull or anything like that. <laughs> right? So yeah, they don't. That, do that wasn't really that a problem. Yeah. <laughs> do Do you have any friendships that have lasted like to today that you met at camp, like people that you've like you know like forged that kind of relationship with? Yeah, I think um, like what was interesting about how Faith Chapel does their camps is it's like a lot of the people I kind of already 
know, mm-hmm. but being able to experience like how I experience like vulnerability at camp, they also experience that. Yeah. So just being able to have like genuine conversations with, especially other women, just talking about, mm. I like just be, feeling comfortable in an environment to talk about like a lot of the time is what they're struggling with or what they fear or like just being able to talk about, um, yeah, just things that are hard to talk about mm. outside the safety of the mountain and outside the safety of like your cabin groups or even like more what I've transitioning into is running tech, like running the lights mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that leaves so much time for conversation and like meeting other people and helping out in other places. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the world that impacts everyone so differently. Mm-hmm. And I love being able to hear other people's experiences. Mm. And especially I think I feel a lot more safe and secure when I know that someone else is struggling with, like with the same anxiety. Oh. Like Yeah. Like you're not alone. Kind yeah. Of of yeah. Like, oh, I'm not the only one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I think just mm the security and safety of summer camp is yeah just super sacred and yeah. i love it right. a lot yeah obviously getting the sense that you like to be with people in that way i do think you, so do you think that informed at all your attempt at substitute teaching oh man <laughs> absolutely Regret. that's a great question <laughs> totally cuz i was like i worked with middle schoolers forever and i thought I was like I understand middle schoolers I I can do this and I think I also saw that they like had doubled what they normally pay because they were super desperate for substitutes Mm -hmm. and I was like I can totally do this and I could like I I I made it through the days but I was like wow this is not enjoyable (laughs) at all especially because I was coming into it like with no prior relationships to anyone like I didn't know any of the other teachers or any of the students I was just like hey I'm here let's do some stuff (laughs) they'd be like let's go outside like are we allowed to go outside yeah No. And then I lost a kid. That was that was a bad time. Because they were like, Yeah, we go outside and we take mask breaks. I was like, Okay. And I come back, I'm like, Where is he? (laughs) Oh god. Go check the bathrooms. Oh (laughs) god. Is he in the bathroom? (laughs) Oh gosh. I was the kid that went missing. (laughs) Right. Just like I can just sneak away. I think if I had been at Laurel, I think I would have been a lot more comfortable and would have enjoyed it more. Just because yeah, I would have known other teachers and just how the s- schedule worked or just mm-hmm. how, how the building was laid out. Because I was in Lewis and Clark a lot. And I was mm-hmm. like, I have no idea where I am. I don't know what's going on. Uh, this is are. like bigger than the high school I attended. So I there you go. <laughs> literally that, don't know what's yeah, going on. It's very true. Oh, yeah. Nope. That was a mistake. <laughs> Regret. So much. So also noting that that same interest or passion for like connecting with people mm-hmm. and especially connecting over something that uh like there's an element of safety to it right like you want to create a safe space mm-hmm. for people to be vulnerable and say what yeah. they're either struggling with or what they're worried about or something like that yeah and i hear that also connecting to what you briefly touched on with the her campaign mm-hmm. with like speaking with like survivors of abuse and trafficking and yeah all that so mm-hmm what do you think your future is like? Because I, I really admire 
that sense of like knowing yourself well enough to know like I don't think I can handle this right now. Mm, like it's you. a not yeah. yet thing, but it doesn't sound like it's a never oh, thing yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. So would you talk about how you kind of like got introduced to that kind of like advocacy work or like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. With that? I remember, I don't know how old I was, but we always had the news on like at dinner time. Not always. We turned it off when it was time to eat, but it sure. would kind of like it would transition from Dr. Phil into like the local news. And yeah. like, uh, like I remember my dad one time asking me like, do you know what trafficking is? Huh. And I was like, nope, because I like I had. So I wasn't like cars are lined up. Yeah. No. <laughs> There's like, no traffic in Laurel. Air traffic control. Yeah, <laughs> totally. What is traffic? Yeah. And a lot of times, like, with my dad and questions like that, I just say yes. <laughs> but, like, I was like, I don't think so. Yeah. And so he explained, like, how people are globally but also locally experience that intense insecurity and fear that comes with trafficking. And I think that was another thing I was seeking in substitute teaching is, like, there are a handful of students who experience their only safe place at school. Yeah. And that, oh, that just breaks my heart because. Well, even down to like food security. Yeah. Like, this is a reliable lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, this is where I'm surrounded by safe people. Yeah. And um, yeah, resources relationally and through food and obviously education. Yeah. So I think that was even kind of me grasping at straws. Like I can't work at her campaign. What can I do to mm-hmm. like provide security for especially youth that are in difficult positions? Sure. Especially just because family should be a safe place to be and mm-hmm. so should school. Yeah. So when school isn't safe, or in a teacher or another staff member violates that safety, I get really like really passionate about that. Yeah. Um, because or even students. Oh yeah, totally. That's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Is like, like I was a pretty innocent kid. Like a lot of the times, like even just in young middle school, people would say a word. I'd be like, What is that? What does mean? that even mean? <laughs> and like that. Not that that was like super violating but like it exposed me to this whole thing of like i don't even know what this whole other world is i just know Mm -hmm. my world and my room and my family and there's this like trauma that other students are experiencing and Mm -hmm. yeah i think that kind of got me rolling on especially seeing that setting at camp then too is just being Uh, able to provide space for conversations um so that safety can be provided for students experiencing mm-hmm. that kind of totally trauma yeah. yeah wow yeah so what do you think your future is like oh yeah that was the question <laughs> with with her campaign or with yeah. something similar like do do you find the path ahead of you becoming more clear yeah i think um I think I'm just seeing my life unfold in these kind of transitioning periods. Like last year was definitely what the heck is going on. And this year has been I'm finding some sort of routine. And I'm also just spending a lot of the time just dreaming. Like, what what do I want the next five years to look like? And I think I'm really settling into 
this mindset that I'm finding so valuable. Like I can do really whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I, if I want to totally. live on a farm, I can live on a farm. If I want to start an organization, I can start an organization. If I want to work for her campaign, I can. I think I just want to know that I'm being impactful in the right ways. And so I'm trying to not like jump into things or like I had this random idea. I was like, I'll do a walkathon and I'll do it right now. And then I'm like, <laughs> but why? How does that even work? Where is the money even going? It's am I really doing anything? Sure. So yeah, I just I think my future is super um it's just wide open and I'm just praying for opportunities and also knowledge. Like I think going to school is really important, but it's not as important in that field. You just need relationships and being able to understand people's stories and being able to listen and be able to give Mm. feedback that is actually helpful because I think that's not something you can really learn. You can learn um, like psychology and therapy and how to have better conversations. But for me, if I would have just jumped right into her campaign, I would have been like, I... Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> right. I'm curious. Yeah. Do you feel any, maybe self-consciousness is the right term for it, but like, do you, um, do you feel like your age, oh, like, yeah. do you feel like being very young is almost self-limiting? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, that's like, kind of interesting. Like I'm 21. I have no yeah. idea what I'm. <laughs> yeah. I'm 21 and I was the horse girl and my cat died and that's <laughs> like my trauma. Like, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that's really interesting you bring that up because that's something, um, yeah, something that's kind of been a part of my life forever is I've always felt like this, okay, that sounds terrible, but like I've always felt like I was just a little bit a step in it, not ahead of my peers, but like in a different direction maturity wise. Yeah. And I came across like I was just looking through my Bible years ago and I saw a verse about like, basically like God is giving me words and I just need to speak them. And then I forgot where it was and moved on with my life. And I was like, <laughs> I need to go back and find actually what that story was. Yeah. And it was Job and his friends, like spark note version, like telling him like, yeah, you're right. Like you didn't do anything wrong. This really sucks. And then there was another man who was the youngest and his name, I think is pronounced like Elihu. And mm. he waited for the other older men to say what they were going to say. And then he was basically like, okay, Job, now it's my turn to talk. Like, (laughs) this is like, and he just, and his speech was like the longest. And I think it said like his speech was the one that wasn't condemned by the Lord because he was speaking truth and speaking things, but he also Mm -hmm. had the respect and the patience to wait his turn so i don't know that's something i've been like thinking about and meditating on is like where's my place in speaking like because of my age yeah and speaking because like of my experience but i think that's why also summer camp was so empowering is because i could get started when i was so young yeah and i could um get my feet wet with leadership Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff but yeah i feel like totally totally that's Honestly, I I remember being I started working at the the assisted living home when I was 18 years old. Mm. And of course everybody was like this is oh, how yeah. you do it. And yeah. then like after working with those people for so long, it was like 
like I understand why you're saying that's how it works but right. this is how Edith responds and like mm. this is how Joe responds like mm-hmm. this is not it's not like a cookie cutter one one fit fit for everything right you know mm-hmm. and it is definitely on the older generations mm. back to be more accepting of the um knowledge and the wisdom of younger people mm. and the fact that people my age and older are like 21 year olds don't know anything yeah they're, they're dumb they don't have any experience <laughs> it's like yeah mm-hmm. but you're not giving them the chance to have the experiences mm, yeah. like you are making it more difficult that for them to understand what we're trying to say like mm. they have wisdom just as much as anyone yeah in their 40s you know I like love that and it's it's definitely older generations fault that younger generations feel like they can't do anything until mm-hmm. they're you know yeah mid 30s i love you know? that mm. and even like i remember going into marriage as a 20 year old mm-hmm. like a lot of people were like you have no idea what you're in for oh that and was, I was the worst oh i was 23 when we got married he yeah was 20 and so many people were like it's gonna be so hard it's yeah like, when yeah <laughs> they've been doing this to be hard yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that and especially like that just ties into school too like you yeah. have no idea right you have no idea and we're like yeah well nah. but i'll figure it out even even like what tries to pass is like tribal knowledge of like yeah it's it's around years five through seven of marriage that things yes. get really rough and uh-huh you might Let's get see. divorced and we're, we're coming up on six seven. <laughs> so uh like oh so where's it supposed to be the hard part uh, yes. yes i don't know i love that it's <laughs> yeah. just weird it's looking so at that and being like mm-hmm. and and just like the people that think that they have like all all the knowledge because they have experienced something yes even though yeah. it's like my biggest thing is with people with kids. Yeah. Oh, they're like, oh, just wait till you have a kid. It's yeah. like, um, actually, I don't get any sleep now. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't change. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for that. I take a lot of medication to be able to sleep yeah. for like four hours. So, okay. I remember my my <laughs> uncle like telling my parents, he was like, oh, you just wait. You just wait till they're teenagers yeah. and they'll never be home. And my dad's like, nah. Really? When? Yeah, yeah. When? like you said, when? They're <laughs> really, just here. the youngest one. Yeah, we'll yeah. find out. I guess. I yeah. don't know. That's funny. She's the wild card. <laughs> we'll, we'll never know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, I love. I love all of that. That's some good stuff. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, thanks. She says. <laughs> You're listening to Elise Hable on No Normal People, and we will be right back with the rest of the interview. Steven, I was trying to explain the internet to grandma after we were talking about how we don't have to crush the beans with our feet anymore. Yeah. Um, and she just got real tuckered out when I, you know, brought up just sure. the internet. Um, so she's taking a nap. But I'll tell you guys how the internet works. <laughs> Specifically how you can find us if you have the internet, which you probably do again. <laughs> You're not just ripping this, ripping this podcast onto a Zoom again. Uh, You can go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you can rate and review us on either of those apps. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us how much you like us. I will only accept those two things. Five star reviews only. Do you have a reading for us today, my dear? I was going to have grandma read it, but she's really tired. I really appreciate that. I'm sure our (laughs) listeners do too. Um, so this this beautiful reading comes from the book of Montana Bu- 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 
I don't know if I said that right. Uh, <laughs> the way you butcher these names slays me every I'm so time. Sorry. It's so funny. I'm really sorry if that's offensive how I just said that, last, but I genuinely last, can't read. Last week when you were like, hey, that's because it was all consonants. <laughs> Save so, some letters for the rest of us. So funny. <laughs> anyway, Montana Mutual um, <laughs> wrote, hey, I know these people. And gave a five star and then said, I started to listen to no normal people because of a, a few of the folks being interviewed are friends of mine. And I am now hooked to this podcast and quickly making my way through the rest of the archives. I live in Billings and so hope to run into the Hennings in person. They are delightfully interesting and inviting hosts. I love the premise of the podcast and I'm loving getting to know the people they invite on. We'd love to meet you too. <laughs> I would love to meet you, Montana Mutant. You know, but I don't know your real name. Right. If that is your real name, I am genuinely sorry. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Please don't change your your review to a one star and then s- spell out exactly how I'm supposed to say that. That would be appreciated. <laughs> if you want to get in contact with us, if you are this lovely person who gave us a five star rating and a review, you can follow us and get in touch with us on social media at no people pod that's k-n-o-w people pod on instagram and twitter you could even email us at nopeoplepod at gmail.com if you'd like to be on season four which will debut in october of 2022 or if you have general questions comments or concerns it is the virtual comment box after all i think with that let's get back to the rest of our interview with elise wild pivot yes what do you do for hobbies Oh, what do you man. do for fun? Um, Falcon. Oh. <laughs> Not yet. I'm Someday. just going to keep talking about it. Just that. every, like every new question. It. <laughs> It'll happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think, yeah, especially in this season, I've always been a, a really imaginative person. Mm-hmm. And I always, um, I'm always thinking... Not not so much not living in the moment, but thinking about okay, what's next to come? What yeah. what can I prepare myself for next? And whether that's like moving to a different house or a different career, like I'm constantly like piecing that together, dreaming mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. yeah, and um, I think yeah, other hobbies. I just like meeting with my small groups. I have two groups right now. One of them is like. Just my super tightly knit friends um, nice. who are just, we're all young wives and we're trying to figure out <laughs> what our lives are. The struggle. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other group is like this super dynamic group of women and we're all super different, but we're following the same goal. Mm-hmm. Like, and Bailey and Nitschke is in both of them. Of but <laughs> But that's been such a growing thing too, is like our original subject in that group was passion and purpose. Mm-hmm. And it was so perfect for oh, my season of life. She talked about this group. She yeah. did, yeah. Ah. Oh, in her episode, she did. <laughs> I, I love she said her. passion and purpose, and I was yep. like, "Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> I've heard this." Now we know. <laughs> We're tying it all together. I'm it not was exactly all, young, was, but I kind of really want to go to the young wives group. Oh my gosh. Join us. No, we're not. I'm, I'm, I'm still the youngest one. Really? I'm, oh, yeah. I'm the youngest one everywhere. All the I time. feel like the only thing I would contribute would be like boys are gross. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's like, basically all we talk especially about. Especially when you're like you only have sisters and then you marry yes. your husband and you're like, Ew. like wow. Icky. This no is offense. so different. No offense. You don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> 
good. You know, so um, my husband is like probably the smartest person I know. And it's so interesting because like he's I'm not I never thought of myself as like an uncleanly person. <laughs> I thought I was pretty organized. Yeah. Now I'm like, I have no mess. What is clean? I don't know. He knows. I 900 percent know. of what is dirty in this house is my fault. Right. So <laughs> same. Yeah. Or any of the snacks in the house. I'm like, yeah, yeah I brought that here. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> this is this is what we have now. <laughs> Do you like to follow any particular morning or evening routines? We don't really... Like, I feel like we do a lot of the same things, but it's not really a set routine. Sure. I think mm-hmm. my favorite routine is on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Um, we get up and we get ready, and my father-in-law brings us each two bagels. Oh, and that's so sweet. visits <laughs> us, and oh, I love it so much. And then so, and then he goes really back cool. to go um, visit his mom, and when he, we have our bagels, and Ryan makes a coffee, and he's he's currently working on tying up our camper to solar panels. Nice. How do you even do that? Couldn't tell you, but he knows so, how. And so, go, Ryan. Oh, that is excellent. Right. It's Ryan? so nice, Ryan. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. So we talk about <laughs> solar panels like all morning and that's, yeah. that's our saturday morning routine right now that sounds like a good saturday i like it I it's like good that a lot. and especially because our days off are opposite of each other's that's Ooh. like our time to yeah like just talk about the week that's coming up totally and yeah, yeah. our first year of marriage he worked mornings like five days a week uh-huh. and i worked nights those same five days. Classic. So like we saw each other for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good night. And I worked, in, I worked like 17th in Billings and yeah. we worked in Laurel. So it was like. <laughs> like we lived in Laurel. Yeah. Doesn't. And we lived in Laurel. It was a mess. Oh, yeah. Good <laughs> old <laughs> oh, Laurel. Regret. Stabilized once I started working at the refinery. Because yeah, that's God. a very. Re- that is not shift work for me. So No. And that was how my dad started was shift work at the refinery. Uh-huh. So that's what I remember the first couple years of my life for sure was. Yeah. There was one Christmas morning and he did firefighting to start with. Yep. And it was like, dad's at a fire. I'll be back in a little bit. And we were like, but the presents. <laughs> We need to open our presents. That, like, yeah. She'll be back. Oh, man. Don't I've, worry. <laughs> I didn't work there at the time, but I've heard stories of that Christmas fire. Have you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you've mentioned your cat a couple times. Oh, yes. Will you talk about your cat and what yes. the personality is like? Oh, my goodness. So we adopted Callie last April. And so she's just still a baby. Mm-hmm. And I like had barn cats growing up, but I never really had an inside like yeah. cat. Yeah. And I had no idea cats could have so much personality. <laughs> Her most recent thing is she likes to sit and watch us eat and wait till we have like a bite heading toward our mouth and then she'll swat at it as fast as she can <laughs> to try to get some on Fine. her paw and then she'll sit there and lick it off like she's that's adorable some mastermind or like she stole one of she's ryan's so chicken nuggets and just she just bolted down the stairs and hit under the bed and just consumed the whole thing wow she's crazy cats. wow she's What's a lot color? she's a torby is what the okay. shelter called her so she's like nice yeah and shelter yeah i like yeah. it shelter so that yeah. like uh like a brown black white yeah, not th- she doesn't have it a lot of white. She's kind of like cinnamon brown, black. Yeah. It's kind of stripey. And we adopted her. She had two little brothers. We wanted all of them, but we couldn't have all of them because yeah. that would that be a was lot. When we got all five of the kittens, I was like, these are my <laughs> they animals are mine now. now. Welcome to nope. my family. Nope. These are my animals. There was a there was a very thorough interview process. 
for people who wanted cats from me. <laughs> like, you sign this contract. These. these are my babies. You're like, thank you. Yeah. This is uh this is your Yeah. You need to love them. Elise, this has been awesome. Thank yeah. you oh my so gosh. much for yeah. coming I've had over. so much fun. It's been a delight been to so like meet you and then get to know you this well in rapid succession. Like Oh man. So very nice. representative of what I like about doing this podcast I love in general. It. Like yeah. yeah. It's very nice. So thank you for coming over. Oh my gosh. Yeah, of course. We close by checking in to like what you are currently into. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with what you're reading. Yeah. So um, I've been going really slow. I've got this book that I got for Christmas called Code Talkers. I think that's what it's called. And it's about the kind of squad of Navajo people who are formative and creating a code during World War II right. in the Pacific. Right. Cool. Yeah. Super fascinating. Like their language was just complicated enough that they mm-hmm. could just kind of whip out a code and there's about 30 of them and just communicating in nice. the Pacific. That's been super interesting. And then as a group, we've been going through a book called Present Over Perfect. And that's mm. just been about simple, not simplifying life, but just being able to set boundaries and the things that are important, which is really odd because last year I read a book called um, The Last Arrow by Erwin McManus mm-hmm. and that was like the complete opposite. Yeah. It's like, are you leaving a good life on earth? Like, have you done everything you possibly You're can like, do? I've gone to Germany. I'm like, I yes. <laughs> oh, didn't even talk about that. Oh, no. We can... We can save that one. That was a that was a crazy one though. Yeah. That that one ended in emergency landing the airplane. So that was a good what? time. Yeah. That's my nightmare. <laughs> okay. I don't like that. Yeah. It was my fault. What? Yeah. Okay. You, you do? can't. Just do we say need that? to tell them? Okay. No. This that. is a good story. It's it's not. It's but it story, kind of is. It- <laughs> <laughs> so like. Right out of high school, I wasn't going to college. So I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to spend my money somewhere else. I'm going to go to Germany. <laughs> and there was just a really random trip that was set up to uh, just fly to Germany. There was a church in a, to- a small town called Bühl. And in Bühl, they have, it's called the Schwetzkenfest. Mm-hmm. And it's like a plum festival, basically. Right. It's like Montana Fair, but European basically yeah it's right on the border of france and so we were just gonna fly down there and help out this church because like in europe you pay to go to the bathroom and you pay for water like water is more expensive than beer in germany that Um, makes sense oh my gosh (laughs) it's terrible and so we were just gonna go help out this church and it was a really oh it was just a really really long flight we were flying for like 32 hours and we landed in Amsterdam and waited for many more hours to fly into Frankfurt and we were on the flight to Frankfurt and I hadn't slept I can sleep anywhere Mm -hmm. except on airplanes I guess except on an airplane to Germany and I (laughs) fell asleep and I woke up in an ambulance What? and I was like hey and I wasn't with any of my family I was with a group of people that I sort of knew Mm -hmm. and woke up in an ambulance and I like was awake and back asleep and awake and back asleep and so then I got to the hospital and they're like hey here's this prescription it's in German have no idea what it says (laughs) take these so (laughs) I was like I was calling my parents I was like do I come home? Like, what do I do? Basically, I guess my body was just like, hey, time for you to sleep. And so it made me sleep. And I 
guess I freaked out a whole bunch of people. And so emergency landed an airplane in Frankfurt and spent another two really awesome weeks and flew back just fine. So yeah. Oh, that was a crazy time. If I was ever the reason for an emergency landing, <laughs> I'd be like, just leave me here, please. Oh, my gosh. I'm never going anywhere ever again. And I don't remember Wild. any of it. And they're like, yeah, there were these two like Dutch kids in front of you, and they were losing their minds. They were like, oh, my gosh. Well, that's what happens when you have Dutch kids on an possessed. Airplane, so. Like, what's happening? Whoa. I guess I made another kid like throw up. Yeah, it was... It was a crazy. You I keep wish adding I was on details. the plane. <laughs> I genuinely like, wish I was on the plane oh. because I think that I would be like, "That's interesting." Like, what <laughs> is on. going on? Uh, is this a zombie apocalypse? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? What's nice. wrong with yeah? And so that, but the wow. Germany was great. Wow. There we are. Good story. Did you time. take the medicine? Squeak it in right at the I end. I did. I didn't want to. But I did because my my doctor at home was like, yeah, it's fine. It's a normal. So I took it just as long it, it like throughout the week so I could make it back without yeah. having any problems. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Crazy. Slept the whole way back. There you go. It's wow. Crazy. Yep. There we go. What about Still Germany? on the closing questions. <laughs> what are you? So sorry. Let's say what are you currently listening to? Start with music. Yeah. Like what comes up when you open Spotify or something? Oh, I'm so sick of all the music I listen to right now. <laughs> I'm just like I'm trying to find anything and everything to listen to because i'm so sick of everything so i've been listening to like movie scores and soundtracks okay. yeah so like anything that i think is a good bet oh my goodness how to train your dragon Ugh, the soundtrack so good. is just freaking amazing totally got like tombstone in there yeah it's so random nice but you like the movie tombstone i love tombstone steven hasn't seen tombstone, <gasps> seen tombstone. neither has ryan i'm really bad at movies it's so famously i'm movie. very bad at movies that's one oh, of those movies where you're just like yeah <laughs> oh nice so good, so good. what Sorry. about <laughs> what about podcasts i try i jump between a few mostly just um office ladies I listen yeah. to Office Ladies once a week. I've, yeah. I'm all caught up because I used to like, I hadn't wa- listened to it for a long time. So I had a ton to listen to. And now I just have to wait for every I Wednesday. I honestly think that is the best way to do it. <laughs> right. I personally like wait to listen to like things that I really want to listen to mm-hmm. until they have like four or five episodes out. And yes. I'm like, yeah. Now I can just <laughs> now I can binge, binge it. it. Yep. <laughs> Let it go. Because my days at work it. are so long. Yeah. And I'm like, that was an hour. <laughs> And now it's over. Yeah, it's right. Over. What you slow it down? I know <laughs> to the like half point like, eight. Go as slow as you can. Yeah, nice. <laughs> but That's otherwise, a good just like no normal people. That's what I've hey, been listening to. I know them. I love Fantastic. It. Yeah, love maybe to hear you've it. heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, what about what you're watching? Like streaming shows you're in the middle of? Yeah. So Ryan and I, our show is This Is Us. We wait every Tuesday for it. We, but we didn't watch last week's. So we just forgot. So now I'm like freaking out. Oops. Need to find out what happened. Oops. Um, See who died. Yeah, oh my gosh. Probably. I'm sure somebody did at this I point. Mean, that show is so dramatic. It is. Like, why do I put myself through this? Don't watch. Don't Very watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh, nope. Randall is my favorite. I Okay. I like Beth. I just, no. Yeah, okay. I get that. Yeah. I, Randall she is a used powerful to drive me crazy, queen. But Beth is just like tell you how it is yeah like, yes get it <laughs> do it yeah basically that little little couple is my favorite i like it <laughs> but then 
This last week, we started and finished the Hulu series Dope Sick, mm. um, which is just about the Oxycontin, like how it oh, came to be. Yeah. And mm. oh my gosh. Yeah, that it was only eight episodes, but it was so it was phenomenally made. Mm. And it just tells, I mean, a horrible but incredible story of fascinating. Oh, so fascinating. Yeah. Terrifying. Fascinating. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Well, our final question for you. Okay. Is what does the word normal mean to you? Yeah. I think when I was younger, I would have said it was negative because I was just like, I just wanted to be offbeat and do my own thing. But I think when I think of normal now, I think of, I don't know, people who are like, despite any of their affiliation with any groups or religions, like just people who are commonly like generally good people people who are mm. prudent people like mm. yeah i'm normal like i generally care about people and taking care of the, my surroundings and taking care of mm-hmm. myself yeah i don't know just yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i had to think about that one just i like it's that. a hard question not so honestly. not yeah <laughs> and i think sometimes it's like negative like oh that's pretty normal sure but i think yeah, I don't know. Normal people just, I think it's a positive, if not neutral thing. Just like, oh yeah, just a normal guy. Yeah. And just that person that. existing out in the wild. Yeah. I don't normally affiliate it with like someone's interests. Like, mm-hmm. I just think of like their demeanor. It's normal. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I love that. Oh, thanks. If you're interested at all, you can tell people where to find you, like if they want to follow you on instagram or something i have a whole lot of no social media going on i have just instagram and that's just elise.hable i'm currently uh i'm trying to get a blog started it's just a random collection of pretty much nothing useful but just random stories (laughs) classic from the vet so if you want to read random vet stories I think I'm trying to get that started at stuffivegottosay.wordpress.com, but the website is not up because I hate working on it, so (laughs) I'll get it figured out, but that's pretty much it. Nice. That's me. Fantastic. Yeah. This has been a delightful time. Oh my Mm -hmm. goodness. Once again, thank you. Thank you guys. It's been so fun. Yeah. Could you close us out by reading our favorite quote? Absolutely. The only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well. Wow, that was a great interview. We did it. Guys, sound, it's been like two months, okay? You I just sound like, like a cable access TV host. Steven doesn't like play the end of the podcast for me to react accordingly. How okay? about that like, clip? I don't know. I don't I know it was good, but like how am I supposed to manufacture those feelings again? Yeah. The the tone of voice you have is like Thanks, Tom, for the sports. Now let's do the weather. <laughs> how about that local sports team? <laughs> It's very powerful. They did good, good with the ball. Elise, thank you so much for <laughs> being brave and inviting yourself over to Stranger's House so to make brave. a podcast. That was amazing. That's why this podcast exists. Clearly, her generation didn't get the stranger danger talk. That's very funny. You know, the like, yeah. don't don't go over to people's houses that you don't know. Right. Talk like we did. Yeah. You know, I thought I was going to get kidnapped like every day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know how there's falcons? Uh, yeah, I do. They, At least talked about them a lot. They are essentially 
existing dinosaurs. Yeah. Really cute. Sure. Um, I have some real fun facts Ooh. about about those cute little feather dinosaurs. And here we here present we true facts about the falcon. Yep. <laughs> you wanna okay. I'm a I'm gonna dump on the Smith Smithsonian magazine website right now. Is it pretty because bad? you wanna know what the first fact is. That they're birds. It's one. Falcons are fast. Oh. Really fast. I appreciate that. Like we didn't know that. Anyway, that maybe, was disappointing. Maybe we didn't. Step it up, Smithsonian. Anyway, was number, number two. two. Humans have used falcons for hunting for thousands of years. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Number three, falcons mate for life. Oh. Which is very cute, actually. Oh. You're my falcon. How long is their life, though? Oh, I have no idea. It doesn't. That's not one of the facts. I guess <laughs> it's still cute. <laughs> Does it matter how long their life is? I. Steven? You know. Well, actually, I find okay, it interesting. It's hard to find another mate if your life is only five years. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> but. I like when you just randomly find monogamy in nature. It's kind Aww, of fun. That's cute. I like being monogamous with you. Th- Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm going to skip to... <laughs> oh my gosh. You want to know what fact number seven is? Wow, you skipped a lot just I know. Now. That's because they're not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they are birds. They have feathers. They, they have they hollow have... <laughs> bones. <laughs> number seven. So number one was they are really fast. Yeah. Number seven is they aren't just fast. <laughs> what are they, number seven? <laughs> Peregrine Tell falcons me. are also durable. <gasps> yeah. Falcons use durable. their beaks as weapons. I mean, I would too, so. Um, <laughs> kind of their main thing. <laughs> oh my God. Smithsonian, like, step it up, okay? Because number nine is, do they like potatoes? Great question. These are the facts I want to know. I don't. Who doesn't like potatoes? Apparently, Idaho State bird status goes to a much less threatening mountain bluebird because they don't eat Idaho's potatoes. Oh. Um, and number 10, a high school teacher named the A- Atlanta Falcons. Oh. This isn't a fact about falcons. Like he gave the name the falcons to the falcons yeah, what in was Atlanta. This, what was this article written? Because you guys, you guys are really... 2017? Come on. What if... <laughs> You have access to so much information and this was the best you could do. Listen though, what if <laughs> what if the article is the exhibit in the museum? Oh my god, that would be so terrible. That would be funny. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? Could you imagine being Elise and going to Washington DC and then going to the Smithsonian and then being like, "Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. The Natural History Museum, you know?" Sure. Go walking in there and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go read about falcons because I just really want to hold a falcon. That and then you get to that, and it's literally the first thing you see is they're really fast. True fact number one: <laughs> fast. It's like tell me something else, please, because Wait. number one and number nine are literally like they're really fast, but they're not just fast. Number seven. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, number seven. Thank you for clarifying. And they seven. like potatoes, apparently. Who needs to know that? So this? much so that they are considered criminals in the state of Idaho. Idaho. Wild. Wild animals. Well, thank you for true facts about falcons. True facts about falcons. True facts of falcons. Mm-hmm. Falcon facts. Falcon facts. Mm. You got to be careful with that one. <laughs> you got to enunciate all those letters. <laughs> facts. <laughs> Nailed it. Anyway, now that we've thoroughly ruined Elise's episode, 
Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We will be back Our next week. Last time we talked about hey. dead raccoons. Today we're talking about falcons eating potatoes. You know, you win some, you lose some. Thank you for bearing with the editor for being one day late. Yes, Steven. Congratulations Say for making it. Say the editor it. like it's not you. <laughs> Congratulations for making it through an entire episode. Well done to you. <sighs> and condolences. we will see you next week. Bye. Welcome to the Whiskey Bench, where we pair cocktails with conversation. Whether we're diving deep into a meaty subject like the history of fascism, or why monetary policy drives inflation, or just bringing you the highlights of a crazy news week, we aim to look past the simple answers and discuss the complexity of our wild world. So pull up a chair, pour yourself a drink, and join us on the Whiskey Bench. Highline Media Network, artist-owned podcasts by normal people in normal places.